Welcome to the Dairy Farmers of Canada's ProAction podcast series, Paths to On-Farm Excellence, where we discuss priority topics for Canadian dairy farmers. My name's Stephen Roach. I'm the director and principal consultant for an animal health research consulting firm called Acer Consulting, which is based in Guelph, Ontario. I'm part of a team that's working with the Dairy Farmers of Canada to help showcase Canadian dairy farming stories, industry updates, and the latest science, advice, and perspectives on high-priority topics that relate to ProAction. You'll find this channel features a number of different series, from animal care to biosecurity and beyond. This podcast series features conversations with farmers, veterinarians, nutritionists, hoof trimmers, and other farm advisors, researchers, and many other industry stakeholders. Our next discussion takes place with Dr. Sherry Christie, a busy veterinarian and dairy producer from southwestern Ontario. I sat down with Sherry to discuss her perspectives on what producers can do to maximize the chances of recovery for down cattle. She discusses the importance of having a plan, thinking through the number of ways cattle might need to be moved in your barn, and how to best deal with down cattle overall. So, let's jump in. Well, Sherry, it's a pleasure to have the opportunity to chat with you uh, over the phone today, um, get a little bit uh, of insight from you into um, many of the things that you've experienced, you know, on the farm uh, as a veterinarian on many other farms and and some of the work you've done with the Ontario Association of Bovine Practitioners all around down cows. Um, so for for the listeners out there that maybe haven't had the chance uh, to hear you speak or, or meet you in person, can you give us a sense of, of who you are and your background in the industry? Sure, sure. So I grew up on a dairy farm and I always loved working with cows. So uh, I knew I wanted to either be a farmer someday or a veterinarian. So fortunately, I was able to do both. I went to Ontario Veterinary College and graduated in 2001 and have been practicing in mixed animal practice since then. And I also married a dairy farmer and we currently live on a, on a 200 cow dairy, dairy farm uh, here in Bruce County. That's great. So you've got a pretty good perspective when it comes to this and many other issues, I imagine. Oh, for sure. Yep. I I have the opportunity to be on the executive of the Ontario Association of Bovine Practitioners, as well as the Canadian Association of Bovine Veterinarians. Um, so dealing with a lot of the issues that the dairy industry deals with um, has always been brought forward. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's... Well, it's exciting to be able to chat with you about this issue in particular because of that that well-rounded perspective you have. Um, I think there's so many examples, you know, we talk to researchers or look at, at research and it can be a challenge to try and find how do we apply that on farm and, and, and tackle practically uh, some of the some of the challenges that, you know, farmers are facing. Um, so really excited to chat with you about this. So from a from a veterinarian standpoint, why if we focus in on down cow handling and management, why is this such a hot topic for our industry today? Well, welfare in general is a hot topic, and uh, and it's important to all, both the dairy producer, the veterinarian, and as well the consumer also. Um, and down cows are some of the most vulnerable animals that are that you might find on a farm um, because they're often in pain or they may be sick. Um, and they're often, you know, experiencing stress because they can't just do exactly what they want to do. Um, and, and they are certainly a challenge to deal with because they are such large animals. It's very challenging to move them to a position. You can't just pick them up 
to get the pressure off their legs mm-hmm. when they're down. Um, so there's all these secondary issues that we have to deal with with those poor animals. Does anything change from the producer perspective in terms of of how you approach um, or think about some of these some of these issues with with down cow handling? I mean, it's not uh, hopefully it's not a regular occurrence for many of us. Um, do we see? Are we seeing more of this? Are we concerned about it from that standpoint, or is it just you know the the things that we'll get into in, in a few minutes about you know preparing and and you know they do happen, so we need to deal with it. But is this an emerging issue, or has this been something that we've been dealing with for a long time? So this has definitely been something that's been a problem for for as long as there's been cows. Um, and I wouldn't say that it's any worse than it was before. I think farmers are certainly aware. Of, of the animals and, you know, trying to prevent it. But just like, you know, with people, you can't prevent every um, everybody from doing things that they might get themselves into trouble and, and injure themselves. Cows can be hard on other cows. You know, cows can become sick very quickly, just like people and other animals can as well. Um, and we can't always predict, although we do as much as we can with preventative medicine, building barns that are, you know, set up to, you know, avoid injuries as much as possible. Uh, but we just can't always avoid them. So um, we need to be prepared to deal with them when they do occur. Awesome. So in your experience, um, I, I like to break things down and sort of l- look at any issue we're talking about in terms of, you know, what's working, what are we doing well? And then on the flip side, you know, where areas we can improve. So if we start on sort of the positive note, because I think as an industry, we've, we we may be focused a little more negatively on, on what we need to do, but I think there's a lot that's going right. And so when it comes to this issue, um, what we say producers are generally doing well when it comes to how we handle and approach managing down cows. So, I mean, they're very good at grouping animals um, that may be higher risk um, in, in, in locations in their barn that they're less likely to slip, separated from other more aggressive animals, separated from cows in heat that are more inclined to, you know, be more aggressive with other animals. Um, they're very good at, you know, building walkways and, and stalls and, um, you know, with good footing so that cows are less likely to slip or fall. Um, they're also good at um, preparing cows for, for uh, lactation. During that fresh period that a cow goes through, she's the most prone um, to being weak, to having metabolic issues. And farmers are doing a really good job with nutrition and other um, treatments, just preparing cows to calve um, and being stronger and monitoring them. Um, you know, there's vaccination programs that can help prevent mastitis. Um, as well as good hygiene, and, and there's just lots of things that farmers are doing right to minimize uh, minimize issues um, to prevent things from becoming a down cow. Right. And so when we do have, um, you know, these situations, where would you say, you know, some of the knowledge gaps might exist or some of the barriers? I think the biggest barrier is just not having a plan. Um, I mean, I, I think all producers are doing as much as they can to prevent cows from going down. But when cows go down, which is inevitable um, in most situations, um, just because things can happen, um, having a plan to deal with those animals once they're down so that we can get them back up as quickly as possible, get them to a safe location, you know, um, without hurting them, without injuring them, um, just being prepared for any situation that you can imagine because cows can sometimes just figure things out and get themselves into some rough spots. So... Um, being prepared, um, trying to foresee any possibility is, is the most important thing. 
Yeah, and I like that. And I think you know, as an industry, we've we've seen sort of the emergence of of a new or a, a, I guess a significantly bigger quality assurance program in ProAction, where we have animal care requirements and expectations for Canadian dairy farmers now. Um, and and one of those is having a plan when it comes to down cows and, and working with your veterinarian to do that. If we look at some of the core things that we might like to see in a plan, um, and whether that's written down like it is mandated with ProAction or for others that might be listening that are uh, outside of our Canadian borders, what are some of the best practices for down cow um, handling and care? So basically having, um, having something that you can move the animal, uh, move the animal to a safe location on. So whether that's a sled or... Um, a bu- like a large loader bucket and a tractor, but somehow being able to get the animal onto that platform or into that bucket um, as gently as possible and then relocating them to a good, well-bedded pack where they have lots of feed and water close to them. They have shelter. They're protected from the sun, but they're also um, protected from rain and, and the other elements as well as protected from wildlife and things like that. Um, just so that they have the best chance of recovery. And it should be well-bedded because they do uh, need that support for their muscles um, so they don't become too crampy and have muscle damage. Mm-hmm. Do we know, um, and this is sort of, a, out of you know genuinely curious about this, do we know, um, you know, the longer a cow's down, the less likely is she, is she is to get up? Do we have any any numbers on on that in terms of more specific, you know, if she's down for X number of hours, we should really start being concerned? Or is that just general rule of thumb? The longer she's down, the, you know, the less likely is she, she is to actually get up for us. Yeah, so it is really a general rule of thumb um, because it is known that the sooner you get, if you can move a cow every couple hours from one side to the other, um, she's going to have a better chance of getting up or if she's actually moving herself. So, so oftentimes you can get these cows to a good bedded pack and they'll actually move themselves around the pen. Those cows have the best chance of getting up. If a cow is laying there and she has both her feet, one one leg on, on one side and one leg going up straight the other side right up to their, her shoulders, that cow probably is never going to get up. She's got too much damage to to her ligaments, to her joints. Um, so she's very unlikely to get up. And, and that's when you need to decide, you know, that maybe euthanasia is the best option. If the cow doesn't want to sit up in a, in, a, in a proper sitting position, if all she wants to do is lie out on her side, or if her limbs are at odd angles that may indicate a fracture or major um, damage to the limb, then we need to be ready to euthanize these animals early. And for the cows that are that we're just not sure about that they seem to have a good prognosis we need to be able to move them back and forth so we can get the pressure off their legs as frequently as possible and just um, you know milk them out so that they don't uh, retain too much pressure in that udder they're less likely to get mastitis Um, just manage them as best we can during that critical period um, that initially occurs Mm -hmm. Uh, but as if things aren't improving or if the cow goes off feed and things like that, we need to recognize when, when enough is enough and we need to make sure that, uh, that we take, take good care of them. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like from, from your experience, uh, and certainly what I've heard from others is that m- most farmers are pretty good at understanding that this is sort of, there's some urgency required in, in managing the situation. When should producers get their veterinarian involved? So if the producer really doesn't, isn't sure, like, 
isn't sure whether this has a survival or if she needs to have some blood work done just to see if it's a calcium issue or another electrolyte issue. Um, those would be uh, really important situations to bring in a veterinarian. If they can't, um, if they themselves, you know, can't really definitively say, you know, this cow should be euthanized or should be, um, or we should try a little bit longer, it's always a good idea to, even over the phone, have that conversation. Um, sometimes it's something that you need to see to, to assess properly, but sometimes, you know, if uh, if you're describing a few things over the phone, we can give you a good indication of, of what we think you should try or do or different things that can be done um, with that particular animal. Mm-hmm. Just getting different perspective can probably help. In, in, yep, that's in for sure. Yep. Especially because these can be emotional situations, right? In terms of stress for the animal, for for yourself, for others involved, it's probably not a an easy thing to to jump in and do and and communicate clearly and all the things we might like in dealing with more you know less of an emergency situation. Yeah, nobody really like nobody ever wants to euthanize an animal, and nobody ever wants to have to deal with an animal that's suffering. It's never a pleasant situation, but we have to do what we can to make sure that they don't suffer any more than we can control. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, well said. So you've been involved in in helping uh, through the OABP, or for those that don't know it, Ontario Association of Bovine Practitioners, um, to help develop some educational resources on down cows. Um, can you tell us a, a little bit about the project? Where did the where did the need come from? What what sort of spurred you and the OABP to jump into this uh, this project in the first place? So with the proaction development, um, certainly there were some issues with down cows and, and concerns from producers. And so DFO approached the OABP, and at the time I was on the executive, um, and uh, just wondered if there was a document that could be put together to help guide producers, help guide veterinarians in how to deal with down cows. There's not a lot of information out there on the best practices, um, but there are different situations. There are some uh, there is some information out there that we can pull together into a document um, and then um, and, and present it. So we uh, made a committee, and the committee consisted of an industry veterinarian, a veterinarian representing the OSPCA, a veterinarian that was working for DFO, um, and then several OABP executive members, um, the Ontario Association of Bovine Practitioner Executive Members. Um, and together we worked on uh, a document called the Considerations for Developing a Down Cow Protocol. Um, and we reviewed the literature. Uh, we brought that together. Then we met um, with uh, committees, um, sent the document out to all veterinarians in Ontario, um, to veterinarians in Canada, as well as met with several producer groups um, to review the document, to get impact, um, input and feedback. Um, and then we revised the document several times um, and came up with the final document uh, that we have today. That's great. So what were some of the the lessons learned or or comments that you received talking to? I mean, it's really exciting that you you had such wide um, you know feedback through Canada. were some of, were there some important or common themes that emerged as you started talking with all of these groups about how to go about doing this? Well, it's definitely evident that all producers care about these animals. Um, and you know anything that they can uh, learn to help them deal you know prevent as well as treat um, was very you know of significant in- interest to them. Um, and some producers had some really great ideas, some really innovative ideas for getting, cattle out of tight places 
um, like rotary parlors can be a challenge, um, you know, uh, return alleys, those sorts of things. And, and just being able to, uh, to talk to these people, share this information, just in also the discussion amongst producers when producers are together and discussing the situations that they can get into um, and how they dealt with them, the best, you know, best outcomes. And, and we can all learn from each other. Um, and I thought that was uh, that was very interesting and very useful information. Just uh, just discussing it um, was really useful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's that's the start, right? Just having that conversation about actually how do we do this and and what what's expected on our farm. Yeah. So part of the you, you mentioned the considerations for developing a down cow protocol, and and I know that another member of the OABP, Dr. Kelly Barrett, had put together sort of a, a corrective action plan or it's now an SOP, a standard operating procedure as part of the requirements of proaction, um, but had sort of built some of the, the things into that. Can you speak a little bit to, to what that looks like and how that sort of serves, um, what sort of function that serves for Canadian farmers? Okay, so the Down Cow SOP or Corrective Action Guide um, is, a, uh, is a document that's very concise um, very brief outline of all the things to think about when you're dealing with a down cow. Um, and Dr. Kelly Barrett did a really good job putting that together. We made a few edits to it so that it would um, kind of compare to the uh, the guidance uh, document. Mm-hmm. Uh, just updated it um, a little bit, but it uh, it is a very good document to help you to help guide you in in thinking about what what to do, um, whereas the guidance document um, is a more um, detailed information about prevention and treatment and, you know, what tools can be used and describes them a little bit better, um, what to do in cases of euthanasia, um, you know, how to properly euthanize, how to keep records so that you can pre- prevent things in the future, that sort of stuff. So that's all in the guidance uh, document. And then there's also a quick guide, which is just a two-pager um, uh, put together the important part, important points of the guidance document. So with those three um, pieces of, of information, um, we feel producers can use those, whichever one is the most appropriate for them, uh, to build a good down cow protocol so that they can um, be prepared for all the situations that they can foresee on their farm mm-hmm. um, and just have a plan. How have you used these documents with your clients? Or even on your own farm, in your own personal experience. So using the documents um, helps me to, you know, make sure that we've gone through every aspect of, you know, what to do with a down cow once she's down, how to move her, where to get her to, as well as think about, you know, are we doing all the things in the document for prevention? Um, so it, because it's all, you know, in a in an order um, that's easy to follow, it helps us to, you know, discuss that, discuss each point so nothing is really missed um, and we can, uh, again, be better prepared um, if we think about all the options. Mm -hmm. And and just to reiterate for for those listening, um, we'll we'll provide some links on how to access these resources, but the, the... the guide itself, um, I think, has, it really is a nice stepwise walk through um, the issue, going from definitions of down cattle to to why is it an issue, like Sherry's talking about, to the reasons they go down, and and some of the 
approaches to determine why they're down and how we prevent it in the first place. And then, as Sherry's mentioned, the tools and, and ultimately some decisions if we need to make uh, those decisions about euthanasia and so on. Um, I, I think OABP and Sherry, you've done a great job pulling this together. One area I like to ask about uh, that is covered in, in the, the guide here is the use of prods and when that's appropriate and, and when we need to recognize that um, going to extreme measures to to get animals up because we know that's what's best for them. Um, when we cross the line between something that's beneficial, you know, short-term pain for the long-term gain sort of approach versus something that's actually causing more harm than good. Can you speak to that from a from a from your perspective? Yeah. So um, some cows, when they go down, um, really don't want to try and they may not actually be physically unable to stand. Um, they just don't want to at that point. Um, but because we need to know whether they can stand or not, whether they are going to be safe where they are, that sort of thing, once in a while, um, needing to know whether it's just, you know, she's just not wanting to get up right at this moment or whether it is actually that she physically cannot get up. That situation with care, um, you know, and using a prod properly uh, on the thigh, not, you know, in any, uh, more sensitive location, uh, and very briefly, one second uh, may be appropriate, but it has to be under the right circumstances. You have to first, you know, um, you know, encourage her to get up on her own, that sort of thing. It's it's more of a diagnostic tool than a true tool to get them to do something. Um, and it, it kind of goes the same as uh, lifters. Lifters are all can also be used as a diagnostic tool. We can lift them up to see if once they're standing, they can stand on their feet but we don't want to use it to move them or uh, lift them too frequently because even with lifting them, we can put a lot of pressure on their, on their bones um, and, and, you know, possibly cause some bruising. So again, it's more just to, you know, temporarily find out, you know, can this cow stand? It's better for her to be standing. So we need her to be standing um, for her own benefit um, and that's that's the only time those be used. It's more of a diagnostic aid or assistance in helping the cow. Mm-hmm. Um, cow, then it shouldn't be used. Yeah. And I know producers have, you know, there's there's always stories, you know, producers have gone to extreme measures in, in an attempt to save their, their cow uh, and have been successful at that. And, and sometimes those extreme measures have involved things that, you know, generally, you know, they might be a, risky to the, the cow's health and welfare. Uh, and, and, you know, when they're successful, you know, that's, that's a, a good story. But there's also times when, you know, like I said, they're risky and, and there may not be such a good uh, outcome. Do you have comments on how you sort of, you know, producer's mindset, you know, when it comes to, to going to the nth degree to, to really save that animal? Is there, is there a discussion that needs to be had about what's appropriate to do and, and when we need to just simply say this isn't safe for the animal? Yeah, so I mean, really what you need to do is you need to always consider the cow's safety as well as your own safety. Uh, these are big animals. You have to be careful where you're getting, uh, where, where you're getting yourself into as well um, to save them. Um, and, and you have to consider what are the chances the animal is going to get better if I do this. Um, if it's not very well, then don't do it. Um, if it's questionable uh, what you're doing um, and she has a very poor prognosis, then it, it really probably shouldn't be done. Um, so, and that, you know, goes for anything, even, even just gently moving her to another pen. If she has no chance of recovering, then she should be euthanized because she's suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it, so it's just, you know, being smart about the choices we're making and always thinking of the cow, um, you know, does she have a chance? Is this what will ultimately be best for that cow? Um, if it just, uh, you know, if I can move her to a better location, she's very likely to get up um, and, and do much better. Um, then certainly we need to try those things. If moving her to a better location really has minimal or no chance of making her, helping her get up, um, then, then it shouldn't be done. Great. Yeah, that's well said. So for anyone listening that, that is looking to, um, to, to get access to the resources, um, as I mentioned, we will have links available, but you can also go to oabp.ca uh, and find the resources that Sherry's uh, referring to here. Um, the Dairy Farmers of Ontario website and the Dairy Farmers of Canada website have also shared some resources there. Milk.org would be the, uh, the website to go to find a, a bit more information. Sherry, before we sort of wrap things up, one comment uh, that I like to ask people, and, and I think, again, because of your perspective as both producer and veterinarian and someone who's spent a lot of time talking about and uh, thinking about this issue, what advice ultimately would you have for producers and maybe even other veterinarians with respect to handling and managing down cattle? I think the biggest thing is just have those discussions, have plans, discuss it with other people. Other people have been in these situations, you know, and they figured out what works in, in their situations and we can all learn from each other um, so that it's not a new situation for everybody to experience. Um, just be prepared as much as possible um, so that, you know, if you get into a situation, you're going to be like the most prepared to help that cow as much as you can. Um, and then always learn from any situation where a cow goes down and, you know, try to figure out, is, is there a way to prevent this from ever happening again? And some things just, you know, you can't even foresee um, but in the situations where, you know, something could have been done, um, then let's, let's make those changes. Great. Well, thanks very much, Sherry, for your time and for your perspective and for your effort for uh, not just Ontario producers and veterinarians, but, you know, creating some resources that really have applicability well beyond the borders of Ontario. So thanks very much for your time and feedback and we appreciate uh, everything you've done for us. Wonderful. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for listening to the Dairy Farmers of Canada's ProAction podcast series. The focus of this project is to try and help Canadian dairy producers make informed decisions about animal care on their farms and support them in striving for continuous improvement. For more information, please visit the Dairy Farmer of Canada website, dairyfarmers.ca, and don't forget to like and subscribe for more content. This podcast was narrated, edited, and produced by me, Stephen Roach. Thank you to our guests and to you for listening. The project is hosted by the Dairy Farmers of Canada and partly funded by the Canadian Agricultural Partnership, a five-year federal, provincial, territorial initiative. Thanks for listening.